when people are searching for nearby restaurant, nearby things, it should come up because it's been found. And if you want that relevance from Google to grow and become valid, if you add a blog, then you are actually validating your location. Google loves the validation of the services. So a blog is kind of building your keywords for searchability. Welcome to the LTC Hospitality Podcast. We're here to help hospitality professionals live their best life, give them the training they need to grow, and to help them create the most welcoming atmosphere to serve their customers and guests. Enjoy the show. My name is Jamie Preston. Today we have two very special guests. We have Joe Nestor. He's the VP of Digital Marketing for LTC Health Solutions. And then we also have Key Yassad. And Key is a trainee, trainer. He's a coach. He's a consultant on everything web strategy. And welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, awesome. Um, today, we're going to get into something a little different that we haven't before. Because when we think of hospitality, we typically think of a restaurant. We think of, you know, uh, maybe a store or a wellness clinic or something that's, you know, hospitable. But here's the deal. Very few people, I, me included, I hardly ever go to a business without ever going to their website first. It's the front door now. It's not the, it's not the actual you know, uh, brick and mortar, it's the front door is your website. And specifically, I want to dial in a little deeper here is talking about blogs. Uh, we just got done with a workshop with you, Key, and you did a phenomenal job. <laughs> you completely changed my mind. I thought <laughs> blogs were old school. I'm a video guy, so video and podcaster. So, uh, you know, I just thought, wow, but really, all those things are really blogs. There's a, there's, we have vlogs, first of all. Podcasts are just a verbal blog. <laughs> um, so I want to just hop in here, and I want you to tell us what a blog is and how important it is to your business, your hospitality business. For me, a blog is actually, don't I don't like the word. I like stories because each entity, each website has a story and it has a connection to the consumer who wants to feel that story. So it's not really about sales, it's about what does it feel like to go to this space, whatever the space is, it could be a restaurant, wellness center. So a blog creates the emotional connection about what do we do, who are we, what are our values, you're controlling your story on an ongoing basis by blogging, I prefer saying by telling stories on a regular basis. And you said something there a second ago, you said the way it makes you feel. Yes. And that, that's hospitality in a nutshell, is how are we making people feel? Are we making them feel welcome? Are we being hospitable? Are, are we making them feel comfortable? Are we giving them, uh, you know, showing them uh, maybe a fun time in a restaurant? Um, they, they, the new term now is entertainment. Um, you don't just go to a restaurant, you go and you do something else included in that. So, um, you know, but how important is that web presence, specifically telling stories of your business? Well, there's two layers. There's one layer where you're connecting directly emotionally to the consumer. They get to see pictures and maybe blogs and maybe videos and maybe podcasts about what you do. But there is another layer, which is the layer of search. Consumers are using their devices to search for what they want to do in a particular city, a particular town. And 
What do search engines do? Search engines look for content. What is content? Blogs. They follow the latest stories. So in essence, by blogging, not only are you helping the consumer make better decisions about their entertainment, their wellness, whatever they're choosing to do, but you're also dragging the spiders that the blogs and offer and search engines like Google and Bing rely on to say, oh, there is this type of entertainment in that area. Now explain spiders for our audience. Yes. Because now they're freaked out. They just pulled back, I know. They pulled back from their, their computers now. Where, where are the spiders? Where are the spiders? Explain what spiders are Correct. in conjunction to Google. Very simple. Spiders are small programs that search engines like Google, Bing, and Yahoo use to send these programs to find content to find locations, keywords, um, addresses, videos, uh, podcasts. So they aggregate the keywords so that when the consumer is searching, they can find that thing they're looking for. So basically, spiders do the work of search engines. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. If you, want, if you have a hospitality business, you can't be hospitable if people can't find you. That's right. <laughs> that is correct. It's really impossible. So you want to be attractive mm -hmm. first to the spiders, which are being used by search engines to connect with you. Right. And the easiest way to do it is not to learn SEO, is to just start telling stories. Make sure your website has a blog in it and tell stories. Talk about the chef. Talk about the food. Talk about the environment. Talk about what's happening there. Show pictures. That itself creates the organic keywords and attracts the spiders. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, one of the beauties of it too, by helping people, the inbound marketing model, you're helping people and they're finding you through that help. So it's, a, it's like a win-win. It that's, is a win-win. Absolutely. And I think too, what I love about this, and I love what you said, it's just a story. And people at our basic level, we connect to stories. Since the cavemen, they were drawing and writing pictures on the walls that were stories. Uh, you know, so I think just that alone, we connect through story and we want to be able to connect to people through telling these stories through a blog or a video or, a, uh, you know, you know, people people don't think of social media as a blog. But as you said earlier today, it's a microblog. Talk about microblogs. Well, a microblog is basically something you tell the people you know in a short period of, uh, in a short sentence that you're up to. So let's say you just came back from a trip in Myrtle Beach and you want to let your friends know, hey guys, I was in Myrtle Beach with my wife. These are some pictures we took and these are our kids. You're blogging, really. The only thing about social media is only your friends can see it. If you have a blog connected to your website, now you've opened it up to the spiders and everybody to see it. That's the only distinction. Yeah. So today you said Google cares about two things. Yes. Google cares about relevance mm -hmm. and authority. Correct. Talk about that. Relevance is, does the website talk about the needs of the consumer searching for those ideas? So if you are selling red shoes, well, you better mention red shoes in your website. So when people are searching for red shoes, they'll find red shoes. But relevance is just one equation of uh, growing your website. 
Authority is, does your website connect it to other websites that make Google go, this website is authentic, it has the information because other websites are mentioning it. It's called a vote. So Google cares about authority, meaning how often you mention in other websites, and relevance. Are you talking about the stuff that we need to tell the consumer about? And those who understand these two ideas understand the concept of ranking on search engines. Yeah, and Joe, you're a writer. You, right. You, you which, which, which is uh, I heard I learned today that <laughs> being a writer is not not necessarily a good blogger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about that. Talk about what you learned today. Yeah. yeah so um, I, I I think one of the things that hit me was, and I am uh, I need to quash the editor all the time. I struggle with the editor because I'm constantly trying to to be maybe that more profound or, or, or looking for that perfect sentence or that perfect paragraph. And and kind of what I learned today is to, to write a blog is to tell that kind of quick story and you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be like a perfect thing. It's just really is a story and you're telling people what to expect or what services are provided or, or educating them on whatever it is you have to offer. And uh, you don't necessarily have to write like a novelist to do that. <laughs> Well, I think it ties back to something you said earlier today, Key, too, is, you know, obviously we want what we say to be important. We want people to read it, obviously. We want them to do that. But but most of all, we want people to find us, especially if we're running a business. And Google doesn't really, I mean, consumers really aren't looking for our blog, but Google is. Talk about that and how Google's looking for, for what, what are they looking for? Well, they're looking for, let's say you open a new restaurant in a particular town. Well, consumers cannot find it until it becomes searchable. We used to have yellow pages and you had to put an ad in yellow pages. This is like 30, 40, 50 years ago, which is no longer relevant now. But if you want people to find what you have, well, the first thing you need to be visible to are search engines like Google and Bing and Yahoo. The reason you do that because when people are searching for nearby restaurant, nearby things, it should come up because it's been found. And if you want that relevance from Google to grow and become valid, if you add a blog, then you are actually validating your location. Google loves the validation of the services. So a blog is kind of building your keywords for searchability. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, I think, and it's new content because a website typically the content is static, right? For the most part, mm-hmm. it should change. You know, we we make updates, obviously, but for the most part, it stays the same for at least a period of time until you redo your website. But a blog is constantly changing, and how important is that? Very important. I mean, it's the most crucial thing. If you are not uh, updating what I call what's happening in your office, you have new people coming to, you have a new chef, you have a new a new menu, anything that you're doing, I don't care what business you're in, it is going to be relevant to that new person who doesn't know you and even to the people who already know you. You want to keep them up to date about what's happening. Uh, the kind of events you offer in your uh, uh, in your restaurant or in your wellness services. The problem with blogging is the people who control them, they think what they do is obvious, so people should know. No, you need to be talking about the obvious. 
I can see a blog about how do you how do we make our omelets in our uh, for breakfast. I mean, a chef can go into it and makes it make it fascinating. And I think the consumers want to know those stories. They're fun. They're light. They're delightful. Yeah, you know, uh, we have we have a tendency to believe that people know what we do, and people don't know. And we we talk about in the real estate all the time, the secret agent. Um, you know, realtors think that people know who they are, and they have no clue who, who they are. So, um, same thing with uh, services provided. We have to be in charge of telling the stories of what we're doing and where we're doing it. And I think that connection between us and the consumer through a blog, because we have Uncle Google in the background extracting those keywords, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things I think that scares people is coming up with content. And, and I think that's the biggest hang-up. People are like, man, I don't know what I would talk about. There's so many things to talk about. So many things. Give us some ideas of what people should be talking about in general in their business. Listen, the easiest thing to focus on is frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. If you're in the business... You've heard the question repeated all the time. Take real estate. People want to go, how do I qualify for a loan? Hmm, there's a question right there. What is a home appraisal? You know, you can answer that. Um, are you open on a Saturday? Hmm. What is brunch? Uh, there's, see, we keep focusing on the profound. We keep forgetting what's called the obvious. The obvious is, what do you do and what are the questions that people ask and when you focus on those and you answer them in a fun uh, way and you have fun doing it and it's not repetition but it's something you really care about sharing with people you realize that you have hundreds of stories inside of you Mm -hmm. every business has at least 50 frequently asked questions every business would you agree oh yeah yeah at least one of, one of the things too we saw today was there's there's an intimidation to writing to actually sitting down and do the writing and I think you had some good ideas about that too. Well, uh, I'd say first of all I believe everybody's a writer because for me everybody's a storyteller. I have never met a person who could not tell you a story about their childhood, their parents, their kids, their so everybody's a storyteller. So if you're not the kind of person who find the writing process uh, you know, organic to you, maybe you record yourself. Get yourself a dictaphone and record yourself, then play it back and type it or have it transcribed. You got yourself a blog right there. For example, this podcast, uh, I know you run a podcast. I would definitely add to my line of work a transcription process. So now you have uh, the words. Mm-hmm. which is your blog, and you have your blog, which is your podcast, in audio form. So a good, even a good podcast is actually written words. It is. It's just a verbal blog. Yeah. That can be also a written blog at right. the same time. And, and there's so many people out there that can dictate that for you. That would take me hours to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried it one but time. But there are services. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fiverr.com yeah. will get yeah. you people who will do it for right. you like that. And, and, and thinking about, too, recording you know, your ideas and, or in your blogs, every iPhone has a recording app. You can record right into that. It's so simple. We have all the tools. 
There's really no excuses, and, and there's an unlimited amount of ideas. When I run out of ideas, I connect with other people and brainstorm. It's simple as that, uh, coming up with that. So what I want to get into now is, you know, we've talked about, you know, the importance of the blog, and, and it's how people find you. It's, how Google, it's one way to get Google's attention to get you up in the rankings on your website. It keeps your website changing constantly. But let's get into the real how, how a blog should be formatted, what it should be like from, from start to finish. Well, first, uh, pick a topic. Decide something you want to talk about. And once you have a topic, an idea, and don't look for something profound, look for something simple, then really you're writing short paragraphs. The best blogs are written in paragraphs that are very short, like three or four lines, maybe 55 to 60 words, with spaces in between. A good blog will always have an emotional picture that connects to the blog. So if you're talking about food, show me the food. If you're talking about Joe Nestor, show me a picture of Joe Nestor. Give me something that connects emotionally, visually, for me as a consumer as I'm reading the blog. And at the end, you just tell me who wrote it, uh, which is called a blog signature. It's just simply a short paragraph that tells me who wrote it, who you are, what you do, and where you do it. And as simple as that, some people like to add a link, a call to action link. You could do that. Really, is not necessary, but it makes sense. Yeah. If I'm talking about um, an event, well, I got to show you how to get to the event, how to get tickets for the event. Mm-hmm. So there's always a call to action that you should be considering, but it's not necessary as the blog. The keywords are still there. Yeah. And how important are the links to Google, though? They're very important because you're, you're, you're furthering the question. Because remember what spiders do. Spiders come in, they look at the page, they extract the words, the primary words, they look at bold, they also look at links. And then they take those links and they follow those links. And they take those links and they follow those links. And some of those links are about links and some of them are backlinks. Talk about backlinks. Backlinks are the links that other website uh, mention our website in their website. So let's say today, through your podcast, you decide to write, uh, turn this into a written blog, and then you decide to mention my website in your website. So people go, who's this guy? He sounds kind of funny. I want to know more about him. (laughs) Well, when you mention that link in your website, you created a backlink for me. And if I see your blog and I decide to blog about you and I give you a link, now you got a backlink from me. So backlinks is a way to measure what's called authority. Google looks to see how many times is this website mentioned. Because in their mind, the more that website is mentioned by entities that are authentic, that means it's relevant. It has a mojo. That means we can trust it so we can give it to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So backlinks are very important. But really, I always tell people, come from the mind of gratitude. If you're going to talk about someone and they have a website, mention their website. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. And hopefully one day, they will do that for you as well. But come from a different mindset, not the need, but the insight of reciprocity. Yeah. Do you consider that like organic? Organic. Okay. Organic yeah, means not it's not uh, a system. It's yeah. more like uh, we, we support each other. If right. I'm talking about you, I'm going to mention your website. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, that's the format of a blog. Talk about some of the things you shouldn't talk about in a blog. Well, uh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, you have the First Amendment right in America to talk about anything you want. But if you are working for an organization and you want to talk about politics and politics is not what your organization does, you may want to have your own personal blog separate from the organization. So sex, religion, and politics, you got to address them uh, in a careful way because they may not connect to what you do. Unless that's what you do. Unless you're an entity that is the news. So, of course, you're going to talk about politics. But if you're not, uh, talking about the recipe and talking about who you should vote for, there is a, yeah. something is missing there. So, you get, there are some guidelines you have to follow in your organization about the values of your organization. So, I always tell people, talk about what you do and where you do it. Mm. And that's enough. Yeah, that's plenty. If you want to talk about something else that is not related to what you do and where you do it, don't do it in the blog of the company. Do it in your personal blog. Yeah, one of the one of the exercises we did was uh, trying to anticipate what uh, people do. Um, do you have some suggestions on that? How how to go about? Yeah. That? <laughs> well, that's that's the whole idea of inbound marketing. Right. See, inbound marketing is anticipating what he will search for or what she will search for before she searches for it, and me creating a blog or a web page that answered that question. Mm -hmm. That's the anticipation side of inbound marketing. So before you even have the problem, I've already answered the question or answered it through a solution that I'm gonna provide. So I always tell a corporation, before you even build your website, get together. What do we want people, what do we want people to do? in our website. What solutions do we want to offer? What are they going to search for? Are they going to put the name of the city or the town? Are they going to use certain words? Like if it's a, a type of food, let's say Spanish food, are they going to use Spanish words? Maybe we need to have a Spanish section. Are they going to use, a, is it French food? Are they going to use French food, uh, French words? Maybe we should have a French section. So you need to do what's called an anticipation of what the consumers search for and that your website will already have the answers in it. Yeah, yeah that's great. I love that. Um, as we wrap up here, you know, I want you to speak to people that they think, I have nothing to say. That I, you know, I got nothing to say. I've got nothing to say. I've got, you know, I have no business on a website. I have, you know, but I think, I think anybody can do this. And I think our, it makes our world a better place. Um, especially for businesses, it, it helps, man, it's going to bring people in your doors so that you can be hospitable, so you can serve and help people and make people's lives better, help people have fun. Um, you know, what would you say to that person that just doesn't... Collaborate. Yeah. Collaborate. Find people like Joe Nestor, who is a good storyteller, and collaborate with him and say, hey, listen... I want to write about this. Can I run it by you first before I put it in my blog? Sometimes you just need that person to just kind of give you that. Hey, I like what you did there. Add this, add that. You're good. Keep going. Um, so if you are timid or unsure about what you're going to do next, find people you trust who don't judge you but are really looking to empower you. Run it by them. Say, give me some feedback. 
And then you realize, hmm, I can do this. Yeah. This is not as hard as I thought. Yeah. Maybe and, and, there's a writing a writer in me. And and take it out of the box and, and do it. And Start, do it. Yeah. Because yeah. you can talk about it. But. The actual doing, <laughs> doing of it is the most important it, it part. It really is. Right. It is better to have a blog that has stuff in it than to wait for the perfect blog post. Mm-hmm. Perfection is the enemy of progress in blogging. Uh, and this is why I say writers usually have a hard time with blogging because for them, it has to be about the craft of writing. I'm like, please, this is blogging. Uh, I love the expression, blogging is writing out loud. Basically, you're talking, but you are doing it in a writing form out loud. And so therefore, you can write in first person. You can write about how I feel. You you have the right to share where you come from. So blogging, blogging becomes easy when you start doing it. Stop thinking about it and just say, today I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna talk about this uh, our menu, mm-hmm. how our menu, uh, how I feel about our menu. Yeah, and that's it. Write about it. Right. Then copy some of the items. The next day, talk about the grouper. Mm. You know, where do we get it? How do we get it? Who do we get it from? Do one thing. All of a sudden, you'll start realizing there's more in you because there is more in you. Mm-hmm. And then develop that system also. Yeah. Yeah. How frequent should should a, how frequent should a business be blogging? I personally think that every business, depending depends on the size. Um, I'll give you an example of what I call uh, in real estate. There's brokerages and their agents. I tell agents should be blogging once a month and brokers should be blogging once a week. So a corporation uh, that has multiple departments, if it's not producing one blog a week, something is wrong. There's, there's a lack of understanding on the system or a lack of big picture thinking. There should be a blog once a week from the entity. Uh, if it has a multiple department, there should be one blog per department. So if they have six departments, there should be like six blogs a week, depending on the people. But each department has a story to tell. So I don't know how the organization is built, but you cannot call yourself a blogger if you're not doing one blog a month. Mm -hmm. I mean, that title, it's like you calling yourself a podcaster if you do it once a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is is just, does not make any sense. A podcaster does one a week, Mm -hmm. or once, at least once a month. Yeah, right. Depending on the length of the podcast. A YouTuber does one video a week. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the minimum. But you could do one a month, it's fine. But yeah, uh, an organization one a week is a minimum. You get out what you put in. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Joe Key, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast this week. We really appreciate it, and thanks for all the insight. I had a blast today learning from thank you. you. Um, there's Keeps nothing, the man. yeah. And nothing, <laughs> listen, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about learning from each other and learning from other people, and it doesn't get any better than that for me. So, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. The LTC Hospitality Podcast is part of the LTC Podcast Network. We invite you to check out our other podcast, the LTC University Podcast. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's keep learning.